Hello, everybody. This is Aaron Maslianski, and we're about to listen to the next podcast here on Inside the Skev. I just want to remind everyone to please subscribe so you can hear all the latest episodes. And also to remind you that uh, I am a real estate agent. I can help you buy or sell real estate anywhere in the area. Um, this podcast is about Skokie and Evanston and Skevinston. So this is, uh, certainly an area that I know and can help you and, um, and, uh, give me a call, uh, or go to my website, aaronmaslianski.com or email me at aaron at skevinston.com or, uh, come over to my office over at Dreamtown Realty at 1567 Maple Avenue in Evanston and enjoy the show. Welcome to Inside the Skev, and I'm your host, Aaron Maslansky. Uh, today we have here Tani Mintz, and Tani is a really interesting person. I've known her for a long time, and she owns a business in Evanston. Um, she's got the Sharp Edge CrossFit at Dodge and Dempster. So Tani, thanks so much for uh, coming on today. Thanks for inviting me. That's my pleasure. <laughs> so Tani, you own this uh, CrossFit, and you know, you really like sports. You're pretty strong, right? <laughs> I do. I love sports. Yeah. <laughs> I think my strength is relative, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> so what what got you into this? Why why are you in this type of business? In CrossFit yeah. or um, owning a gym or all of the above? All of the above. All right. So, um, so I've been an athlete my whole life. And um, when I retired from speed skating, uh, I, I went to law school. And I thought I was done being an athlete. So I went to law school um, with the intent to work for um, a, a team, a sports team, or be, be an agent or, you know, whatever. Stay involved in sports, but be behind the scenes. Yeah. And really quickly, I realized I not only did not want to work for, for anyone, I guess, um, definitely not for any prima donna athletes, but I also <laughs> wasn't done being an athlete. Um, one of my friends convinced me to do CrossFit with her. Um, one morning, and I do not like working out super early in the morning. Somehow she convinced me to go at like 5 a.m. Oh, God. And she, we were actually new friends, too, so it was funny because I don't know how she knew I was going to be hooked right away because we weren't like long, like lifelong friends, but she dragged me to CrossFit class in Milwaukee, and like from day one, I was hooked because um, it let me be an athlete, but there was also room to potentially coach one day. Yeah. Um, at the time, I I didn't want to coach. I think, but I think deep down, I knew like this is going to be it. Like this is how I can continue to be an athlete for the rest of my life, and then also maybe make it into something more than just being an athlete. Maybe I can. Maybe I could coach. Maybe I could teach others. Um, and uh, that so that's what started it all. So that's also what got me through law school. <laughs> so do, you were doing this while you were in law school. Yeah, I started CrossFit while I was in law school, and probably spent more time at the gym than I did in the library, but <laughs> it right. got me through. And you've been in like a few different locations, right? Um, like states. Yeah, live, yeah, for, yes, just moved around, you mean? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, did you do CrossFit in different states though? Yeah. Well, I started CrossFit in Milwaukee. Um, before Milwaukee, I lived in Utah for a while, but I wasn't doing CrossFit then. So right. I don't know if that's what you're talking about. But um, yeah, I started CrossFit in Milwaukee and I moved to North Carolina for a little bit. Right. I did it there. I didn't coach in North Carolina though. I coached in Milwaukee at a couple of gyms, and then I coached and I coached actually in Chicago when I moved back um, before I opened my gym. Okay, so you talk about Utah, um, and you've got all the sports. What what made you so interested in sports 
like as a kid from the beginning. Yeah, uh, Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I think it was just it was ingrained in me from the beginning. I was obsessed with Michael Jordan. My screen name is still Airman's twenty three. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's still my email. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was really just Jordan. I. Like the rest of us in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We live, we grew up in a good time to yeah. be in Chicago as a kid. <laughs> That's for sure. And you know, you also. So, but you did you become an? Did you want to go to law school to become an attorney so you could be an agent for sports so athletes, knew, or was that? I a guess I didn't idea? really know exactly what it was going to look like yeah. um, when I graduated, but I knew I wanted to be a lawyer for uh, and stay involved in sports somehow. I actually had a. Um, I sent the, the general counsel for the Bears my resume as a first-year law student. And, like, months later, like, maybe six months later, he got back to me. And I forgot that I even sent it to him. Wow. He invited me to go meet with him um, at Hallis Hall. And so I did. That was pretty cool. And he's like, yeah, just, you know, keep up what you're doing and we'll stay in touch and call me when you're done with law school and we'll see, hmm. we'll see what happens. But, I mean, even at that point, I knew that I probably didn't want to be behind the scenes. I still wanted to be an athlete. Going to Hallis Hall was awesome, but seeing the, the, the Bears players, like just walking around, hanging out, like I didn't want to be working for them. I wanted to be hanging out with them. Right. <laughs> so I just, I felt pretty uncomfortable, like, like uh, with the notion of, you know, not being in the gym, working out with them, but being, you know, behind the scenes. A staff member. Yeah. So so I didn't pursue that, but it was a cool meeting. <laughs> oh my God. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you kind of on a whim decided to, uh, try out, uh, for the Olympics and you got <laughs> super close, right? Okay. So in 2002, um, my family went to the Olympics in Utah and, um, I had a huge crush on Apollo, you know, he was like, <laughs> so dreamy. <laughs> um, and so I went to one of his events, um, you know, we're at the Delta Center and the, the nosebleed section way up top. But it was so cool seeing, um, just being in that atmosphere. I mean, I went to some skiing events too, and we had tickets to other Olympic events, but there's something about speed skating when I went there to watch it and just seeing them, like how graceful it was. Um, it just, I don't know, there's something about that sport that I just, I felt it in my blood. Like I, it's so cheesy, but it's so true. I just felt it in those moments. And um, when I got home from the Olympics, I, I told my parents, I'm like, I want to go, I want to I speed skate. I want to go to the Olympics yeah. for speed skating. <laughs> They're like, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and it was, I was a senior in high school and it was February. So I'd already like sent out my college applications. And, and so last minute I sent an application to Marquette because there was, because uh, the rink was five minutes away. I knew I didn't want to, Apollo does short track. I didn't want to do short track. I knew I wanted to do long track. Yeah. Like what Bonnie Blair did and Shawnee Davis. Um, and uh, so the rink was five minutes away from Marquette. So I applied and I got in and yeah, and I guess like the rest was, was history. But yeah, so then four years later I qualified for Olympic trials and speed skating. So that was awesome. <laughs> I mean, was that like one of the biggest thrills of your life, would to you say? To qualify for it or to yeah. participate in it? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember um, I remember the race that I qualified for it, in it for. Um, it was a 3,000-meter race. And really, I was a sprinter my whole life. But my coach um, at the time was a distance skater. So I think secretly he was like trying to groom me to be also a distance skater because <laughs> that's what he was familiar with. He, knows, he knew what so, to, to, to tell you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so in the 3000, 
my, the time that I needed was so, it was like I needed to cut like nine seconds off of my personal best to, to qualify for Olympic trials. And, um, which is, that's a lot, (laughs) that's a lot, a lot. Um, but, uh, I I don't know. I just like three, two, one go. And the, you know, the gun went off and, and I just, that was like the coolest race ever and nothing hurts. And you know, if it's a bad race, it hurts when it's a good race, it doesn't hurt (laughs) and nothing hurt. And I remember like flying around the, the track, it's a seven and a half lap race. And, um, you, you know, your split times every lap because your coach is on the, on the backstretch yelling at you, telling you, and you could see a board with your split times. And I was so, I, I was so, I was just crushing my lap, my personal, you know, yeah. I had no idea what my time was going to be in the end, but I was like, this is a good race. And when I crossed the line, I saw the clock. It was like a 14 second PR. I mean, I, I qualified for Olympic trials by like seven or eight seconds. Wow. Like I destroyed <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> you really did. <laughs> so I remember that. And I don't think I knew it. I don't think I knew that second. I think it like hit me after maybe like half a lap or a lap after, you know, after I've like slowed down a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then I just, I was like, Oh my God, I, I did it. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> what, what do you think got you there? I mean, was it just the practice? What type of preparation did you have to do? Um, yeah. So when I was training, for the Olympics and in speed skating, I was at Marquette. I was an undergrad, yeah. and I was working at Starbucks, and I was training. And I think just like staying was busy the all the time. It was the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is not a popular opinion, but I swear coffee is a placebo. It's never done anything for me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you're like giving me evil eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it's pretty important. <laughs> um, yeah. But. Uh, I feel like the busier I was, I don't know if this is really answering your question, but the busier I was, the more I excelled at everything I did. Um, so my routine in, in undergrad was like wake up. Sometimes I'd work out, do a quick workout in the morning and then go to classes and then skate and then work at Starbucks. The Starbucks I worked at at the time was a 24 hour drive through Starbucks. So I'd work from like 8 PM to midnight Oh wow! and then, yeah. And then go back and do it again the next day. But um, I mean, I loved it. It was, you know, I think working out has always been like a relief for my brain when I'm studying or in school mm-hmm. and then vice versa too. You know, th- there have been times where I haven't been in school and I've just been training and it's harder because I don't have something else to focus on. So your highs are super high when you're, you know, training and things are going well, but then your lows are so much lower because you don't have, you know, if you don't have something like school or something else to occupy your time, um, it's harder. So for me, I did better and I, I skated better. I trained better and I did better in school when I had more going on. It's because it basically gave your, your brain a time to rest. Yeah. Yeah. By switching what you're doing in both ways. Yeah. Like both were intense, you know, school is intense and then skating's intense, but it was also simultaneous relief. So well, it's interesting because now you have your your business, the CrossFit business, and then you also still work at Starbucks. Yes. So it's in a way, it's the same type of thing that you're doing for yeah, yourself. Totally. Yeah. Now I work at Starbucks because yeah, exactly. It is. It's a relief because owning the gym is awesome and I love it. Um, and it's all mine. And because it's all mine, I'm in charge of everything. Right. Um, so it's nice that when I go when I go to Starbucks, like. I just make some drinks and I leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have to tell anyone what to do or where to be or, or I just, you know, make some lattes and 
hand out some coffee and I get to go. <laughs> that's no, that's really it's interesting. I, I've been like reading and listening to a lot of different things about how that type of rest or giving your mind something to switch to allows you to kind of do better at things. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly how I feel. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so, like, what's the most fun thing about your business running this business? Oh my god, what are, everything is so fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> What do I love about it? Um, well, okay, the easy stuff is is the, actually the actual space is so beautiful. I mean, yeah. it's you know six glass garage doors that face south, so the sunlight in there is so beautiful. But owning a CrossFit gym, um, I got. I mean, everything about it is is awesome. I love. I'm so passionate about staying healthy. And being fit, I mean, but more so staying healthy, you know, Um, and that means something different to every, a little bit different to everybody. Um, So the people who come in the gym, um, we, we already have that in common. We already share a significant value. We value our fitness and our health. And it doesn't matter where you've come from or what your goals are. You're trying to be a better, healthier person. And I love being a part of that for everyone who comes in the gym. Um, You're making a healthy community. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone is so supportive. I mean, that's a really cool thing about CrossFit, but you know, every CrossFit gym, it's not a franchise. They're all individually owned businesses. Oh really? Yeah. So every owner, every CrossFit gym owner is going to do it however they want to do it. Um, And my focus is really building a supportive community of people because then I think the results will follow. My focus is not let's see how much weight you can lift and how strong you can, you know, how whatever, what your back squat's going to be or deadlift. Like that's cool to lift heavy weights, but it's way cooler to just grow and progress and just do the best you can and support other people while you're doing it because it's not easy. I mean, I, I tell everyone the hardest thing is walking through those doors because I can't tell you how many times I've talked to people and, and I've had multiple conversations with the same people. They're like, yeah, hey, I'm going to come check it out. I'm going to ch- <laughs> come try me. your gym. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'll never see them. And yeah. I know pretty quickly who's going to you know, waste my time with that. And it's, you know, I, I get it. It's hard. But w- just walk in the doors and just, just do that, you know. And then if you, wanted, if you decide that maybe it's not for you, maybe you want to go somewhere else, you know, fine. But at least give yourself that initial shot because you're probably going to really love it. I mean, Forget the weights, like forget, you know, how intimidating it might look. The people are so nice. The people are anything but intimidating in there. So I love being a part of that community. Well, can you tell us also if if people aren't familiar with CrossFit, what, what do you do there? Like, how is it different than just like a regular gym? Yeah. So there are small group classes. They're an hour long. Um, You come in. And the coach is going to walk you through everything. You're never going to you're never going to come into our gym, and someone's going to tell you, "Hey, look at the board and go do what it says on the board." Mm-hmm. Ever. So you're going to come in. The coach is going to lead you through warm up. It's going you're going to stretch a little. You're going to do some dynamic stuff. You get get your blood flowing a little bit. Um, our coaches are awesome. They've all, we've all been doing CrossFit for a long time. We've all been athletes for a long time. Our backgrounds are diverse enough that really everyone in the gym I think can connect to all of us or at least one or two of us and um we you know which creates a really nice connection for them and right. for us um so after this the warm-up then we'll do some kind of strength work or skill work so there's no intensity here yet you know here we're teaching you how to use a barbell correctly or um you know if you're already using the barbell correctly then we're going to add some weight to it 
um, or we're going to work on your pull-ups or your your ring dips or whatever. And, you know, pull-ups scare, scare people, right? Oh, like yeah. everyone hears pull-up and they're like, I can't do a pull-up, so I can't do CrossFit. Because you're thinking about like uh, fitness <laughs> tests grade in school, elementary yeah. school. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. Most people who walk into a CrossFit gym don't have pull-ups and that's totally fine. And it's like, oh, it just drives me crazy when people associate, like, I can't do pull-ups, therefore I can't do CrossFit because it's so the opposite of that. Um, we will do, there's so many ways to modify a pull-up and scale it back so that you will teach you how to use the muscles that you need in order to eventually get a pull-up. Right. Um, and that applies to any other movement we do in there. Most things that are written on the board when you come into the gym, you might not be familiar with, or you might not know how to do it, or, or even after we teach you how to do it, it's still confusing. That's totally fine. Like the, the whole point is that you're going to learn with us, and we're going to teach you, and we're going to get you there. We're going to do it safely. We're going to work on your technique and your form. Like we're not worried about you doing anything like 300 pounds, whatever. It's like just do it safely and do it well, because we want you to be as fit as you can be and also have it apply to your everyday life. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're 85 years old and you bend over to pick a pen up off the ground, like we don't want you to blow your back out, you know, <laughs> like we're going to teach you how to deadlift, which is going to, which is what picking a pen up off the ground is, is right. or putting your groceries away, right? Like that's a strict press. Or, or an overhead squat. I mean, all these things that, all these terms that sound intimidating, like uh, when you're using a barbell, they actually just apply to your everyday life. You just don't realize it. So we're teaching you how to use your body efficiently and safely, not just for in the gym, but for every day. For every day. So it's, and it's just, it's a lot more guided. So it's better than just going out on your own and yes. trying to figure out what the hell. Yeah, it's totally guided. Yeah, yeah we're, we're always watching you. It doesn't matter if it's a class of two people or 10 people. We know who to watch and we know what to watch for. Um, that's the coach's jobs. Right. Um, and I mean, I'm super proud to say the gym's been open for a year and a half and we've had nobody injure themselves in the gym because of anything that the coach was, you know, neglecting or the athlete was neglecting. I mean, you know, that being said, of course, like it, it is a two way street. We right. don't have we don't have these like egotistical bros in our gym, you know, <laughs> who are like, no, I can do this, even though you're like, no, you cannot do that safely. Don't please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, some like everyone's an adult too. most people. We do have teenagers in the gym, too. But, um, you know, if there's an adult who who like wants to override the coach's advice, I mean, I mean, what can you do about that? <laughs> right. Like, what would the coach do or what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can only say, hey, take that weight off. That doesn't look safe so many times, you know, and then if that person still wants to continue, you know, I don't know, trying to be a meathead and <laughs> and he hurts himself or she hurts herself, that's it's, it's on them. So, right. but we don't have any of those people on sharp edge. We really don't. And um, it's awesome. And nobody's gotten hurt in there and people have. People have all gotten stronger, and nobody's gotten hurt. So it's it's pretty cool. That's that's important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how much does it cost to do uh, to join your gym? Like, how does yeah. all that work? So if you've never done CrossFit before, um, the first month is your foundations month, and it includes four one-on-one classes with myself or one of the other coaches, and we're going to teach you the foundational movements of CrossFit. So the first couple classes are going to be more body weight focused stuff, like air squats or burpees. Um, and then pull-ups, and then by the last couple of classes, we're doing barbell work, so squats, um, and then the Olympic weightlifting movements like clean and jerks and snatches. Um, after those four one-on-one classes, then you can join the group classes. Um, 
and it's all included in that first month, which is 210. And then after that, it's 185 a month. And it's as many CrossFit classes as you want to come to um, that month. So you better be committed. <laughs> yeah, you got to be committed. But how much does it cost to have a personal trainer? I don't know. How much do you know how much it costs? <laughs> yes, in these places? I, yeah. I mean, if you're going to work out with a personal trainer and pay for that, I think at the low end, it's $60 an hour. Probably average is about $70 or $80 an hour True. and upwards from there. Um, and we are, we are personal trainers in a small group class setting. Well, I feel like a lot of these gyms also, like they want to get you in the door with the low rate and then they push and push and push for you to get a personal trainer because yeah. that's where, you know, there's more money in, yeah. in that. It's a business. I get it. So yeah, this does make a lot of sense if you want, because also it's like almost better to have a group like what you have because then you all push each other. Yeah, all, totally. It holds you accountable. Yeah. 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 We, we hold you accountable. If we notice we, if we notice you haven't been to the gym in a week, you know, you're for sure going to get a text from me like, um, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, you make friends at the gym too, cause you're all suffering together <laughs> and yeah. they're going to, they're going to text you. And I mean, whatever, people have just made friends with other people in the gym. So it's not like they need them to necessarily text and be like, Hey, where are you? They're just going to be like, let's go to the gym today. So, right. um, it makes it so much easier because these workouts aren't easy, but they're, it's not, it shouldn't be easy. If it's easy, then you're not getting out of your comfort zone and you're not growing. Right. So it, they're challenging for sure, but they're not challenging to the point where you can't do it. You can do it. Um, they're hard, but you can do it. And yeah. it's easier with friends. <laughs> For sure. It motivates you. Yeah. And like, what time is the gym open? Is it like you have classes in the morning, you have classes yeah. at night, daytime? Yeah. So the earliest classes is five, or class is 5.15 in yeah. the morning. So we have 5.15 and 6.15. And then we have a 9.15 noon and then 4.35, 30, 6.30. Uh, every day it varies a little bit, so those classes don't necessarily exist every day. But for the most part, that's those are the available classes and schedules all online too. <laughs> Which ones are you teaching? Uh, right now, I teach. Uh, well, it also depends on my Starbucks schedule, but <laughs> I usually teach the afternoon classes, um, the and sometimes the midday classes. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to do the 5.15? Okay, I was doing the 5.15 and 6.15 for the first year and a half of the gym. <laughs> and it, it's, I mean, <laughs> not that I, I'm not even sleeping in any later, though, because if I'm not there, I'm working at Starbucks, and I have to be up even earlier for Starbucks. But but like I said before, like I, I could turn my brain off like when I go to Starbucks. You know, I can wake yeah. up and roll out of bed and just go make some coffee. And uh, coaching at 5.15 and 6.15 is much more draining, even though it's only two hours versus like however many hours I'm at Starbucks. But right. I, have to, I have to get out of bed and like be on it and <laughs> be motivating people. What time do you get there for, I'm just curious, like what, what time would you get there for a 5.15 class if you're the one teaching If it? you're the coach? Yeah. Uh, it, honestly, like 10 minutes before. Because okay. the workout's already, I mean, I, I write the programming for the gym. So the workout, the, the coaches can see the program, you know, days in advance. Or at the very least, they can see it the night before. Yeah. So they don't have to, they, they just have to do what I write. And they have to, they have to coach what I've told them to write. They, they can do whatever they want for warm-up, though. Um, and, I, I mean, I've told them that. I don't prescribe the warm-up because they're all super knowledgeable. And, yeah. and um, I want them to add their own flavor to the class. So we all do have our own styles of warm-up, which is really cool for the members, too. And the more coaches that they have, the members have, the better they're going to be because they might like me or they might like Trista, one of my other coaches, you know, the most for whatever reason. But in reality, they need other eyes on them because other coaches see other things. You know, we're really good at what we see, 
but we we could miss something, of and course. it's important for another coach to. And also, sometimes like we could tell you, "Hey, drive your knees out, drive your knees out, drive your knees out on your squats." We can tell you that over and over again. But for whatever reason, with you, it's not clicking. And then you might come to class, and Joey's coaching, and Joey's telling you the same thing, but he's using different words, and then it clicks with you. So, um, so super important for that for those reasons, because some sometimes it just clicks with one coach and and not another, or sometimes cues click from one coach and not right, another. Right, not so. everyone clicks with the same people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and again, how many people are in a class? Uh, it, the biggest classes are usually the 9.15 and noon classes. Um, but the average size of the class is probably about six people on That's average. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> how do you know like what to prescribe, like what types of exercises to do? Is it just based on your training? Um. So you mean like, how do I write the program? Yeah. How do I know how to write a program? So the whole point of CrossFit is to, to keep it constantly varied. So every day it's different. Um, and the stimulus might be a little bit different every day too. Um, the, the, the body parts that we're, that we're using every day. I mean, we're always using our whole body. But if we did, uh, like if we did a lot of squats on Monday, we're probably not going to do a lot of squats on Tuesday because that yeah. would just suck. <laughs> you. yeah. But you'll probably still squat a little bit, you know. But um, so it, it kind of just works like that. I just when I write the programming, I go back and I see what we did the day before, the weeks before, and I make sure that it's just it continues to be constantly varied so that we're not always doing the same things. Um, you know, if yesterday was a straight sprint workout, like a four minute don't stop workout, then today is probably not going to be another four minute workout. Today is going to be a 15 minute workout, maybe or 10 or 12 minute workout, you know? So, um, and also, I mean, I've just been doing it for seven years now, not programming, but I've been doing CrossFit for seven years and paying attention. You have a lot of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I know I have an idea of what, um, what effective workouts will be and what ineffective workouts will be. Makes sense. And how did you decide to open up in Evanston? Um, well, I'm from here, and I went to UTHS. Well, I graduated from UTHS, so it's two blocks away from the gym, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, so I actually, the reason I lived in North Carolina for a little bit was because I wanted to open it there. Um, and it, for really, the only reason I wanted to go there is because I, I had lived in Utah before, I lived in Milwaukee, and I just, uh, I wanted to... I wanted a new adventure in life. I wanted to live in the South. <laughs> um, and I, what? It's definitely different. It is different, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I loved it. Oh, my God, I loved North Carolina. But um, pretty quickly after I moved there, I realized it just wasn't smart from a business standpoint to open it there because I was brand new to North Carolina. I didn't have a, a base or I didn't have, like, a group of people who were supporting me there. Yeah. Um, so I, just re- I was like, all right, it's way smarter to move back home where I have family and friends already and... Um, and to start there, to open it up there. So here I am. <laughs> and then this, what was the space before you made it into? I think it was empty for a couple of years, but it was an auto. I think, so my space right now, we, we took, we took half of, of an auto shop and we, we built a wall to separate that space into two. And then we knocked another wall down. So we opened it up. Sort of okay. I don't know if I'm explaining that. Well. No, <laughs> your I, face I, is like I blank face. Saying. Okay. No, I, 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 <laughs> I think <laughs> I think half of it was an old Hertz rental car place. Okay. And then the other half was um, an auto shop. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I always think like some of these places, like these auto repair shops, they could be 
It's just like a cool reuse, like a coffee shop or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh my God. Totally. With the garage doors. Yes. There's so much. And oh, they have so yes. much light. So much light. Yes. <laughs> like, perfect. so literally, like during the polar vortex or just on a regular winter day when it's 10 degrees outside, if it's sunny out, the gym, literally the heat doesn't turn on. And it's like 70 degrees in the gym. That's amazing. I mean, it's unreal. Yeah. It's yeah. so beautiful. That saves some money. Yeah. It saves <laughs> a lot. Yeah. For sure. Um, and let's see here. So are you, what, uh, when can people sign up and everything? Anytime? Yeah, anytime. Open enrollments? Yeah, okay. anytime. So the, on the website, it just, there's a link right on the front page that says join now. Yeah. Um, you know, if, you ha- if you've already been doing CrossFit somewhere else and you already have a, that foundation, some gym's called OnRamp. If, you, if you've already done something similar, um, you don't have to do that. You can just join right in and start with group classes whenever you want. Or if you still, if you're not ready to commit to foundations um, and you, but you want to try it out, um, you can just email the gym and we'll, you just come in, just do a free class. Okay. Yeah. And what's your website and where can people find, uh, you on social media? So sharpedgecrossfit.com mm-hmm. is the website. Um, you can email sharpedgecrossfit at Gmail. Um, you can also just use, go to the website and there's an easy contact, um, page. You can contact me at the gym. Um, and then on social media, you know, Sharp Edge CrossFit has a Facebook page. We have an Instagram. It's all Sharp Edge CrossFit. Um, and then me personally, you can also find me on, you know, Facebook under my name or on Instagram. It's Airmans23. Awesome. <laughs> and one final question. How much can you bench? <laughs> okay. So... Fun fact, <laughs> CrossFitters don't focus a whole lot on benching because it's like not really applicable to everyday life. <laughs> yeah, you can ask me about like my back squat. That's kind of cool. <laughs> well, I mean, you're ridiculously strong. It's like insane. So everyone needs to like go see like how strong Tani is. <laughs> yeah, yes. Come, come see like I'm in a zoo. <laughs> come watch me. Exactly. Come watch me lift. <laughs> it's insane. You're so strong. <laughs> well, Tani, thank you so much for coming on Inside the Skev. Thanks uh, so much for having me. This is so fun. This is fun. And everyone, go sign up. Don't tell Tani that you're going to come and then not come. <laughs> get your butt in the door and get in shape and get healthy. And uh, also subscribe to this podcast. So thanks, everyone. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of Inside the Skev. If you want to support the podcast, please subscribe on whatever app you're listening to. Um, And also, if you can rate it and share it on social media and tell everyone about it. And if you have a podcast, talk about this one too, because I'd love to get some more people listening. And of course, if you are looking to uh, buy or sell real estate in Chicagoland area, uh, reach out to me, AaronMasliansky.com or Aaron at skevinson.com. Thanks so much for listening.